so understated. And then he's just like, but that song, like, he's great. I have no complaints at all I about think Brendan that's Urie. that's a symptom of the song that he was given. You really should watch the video of him doing a house tour because it's so... Of his house? Extra. Yeah, I found it on YouTube. And he's just, he's basically doing a Cribs. And I don't, I don't know what publication had him do this, but like, I did not find it very likable, unfortunately. (laughs) No, really? Yeah, I didn't like the way he came off in that video. I have, um, I have a couple of things to show you on my phone. Okay. Regarding episode six. (laughs) What you got? Doodle jump? No. I have what? Doodle jump. What's that? It was like one of the first iPhone games. <laughs> yeah, I just want to play Candy Crush. <laughs> so I just want to show you what I was talking about in this episode about who was sitting where around the fire. Yes. Because we had a debate oh. about this. Okay. So in this video <laughs> taken from... This is a video This is where Kate and video. Saeed are sing- sitting. And then this is where Sawyer sits down over here. Whoa. And then they show later. Oh. Okay. So Wait. this is what I was saying. Remember when I was like, they they really um, hit home. What am I trying to say? They, it was weird that Saeed and Kate were sitting yeah, closer they, together. They made her like reject Jack and the caves. And then they were the only two sitting next to each other. I mean, those two. So this is a fade into oh, Saeed and Kate. Oh my god. I really thought they were sitting next to each other. Like, it might have just been that she decided to sit with him on whatever... That might have just been the length of the log or... Oh yeah. Whatever they were sitting on. But I think it was just the show trying to be like, look, not only is she not at the caves with Jack, she's like a clear, they're a clear thing right now, <laughs> sitting next to each other. That's so weird because I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't sense like romantic chemistry between the two of them. There, that's like not what the yeah, show is getting I at. don't know if it is supposed to be that. I agree with you. I don't think we're supposed to think that they're going to hook up. I just think that was an interesting choice for the show to, to yeah, do that. Yeah, they like each other a lot. Yeah, they do a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? No. I think, okay, I think we're settled in now to two episodes a week, Monday and Thursday. And that was going to be the plan this week, and we were supposed to come out with one on Thanksgiving, but I deleted all of my work on accident or like i i fucked it up somehow it was a hard night that was rough it was like four in the morning and i hadn't done my thanksgiving cooking yet um but yeah bi-weekly bi-weekly from these bi-weeklings (laughs) (laughs) and with that confidence man Directed by Tucker Gates, episode 8 of Lost, premiered November 10th, 2004. Tucker Gates uh, directed seven episodes of Lost. Uh, He also directed a lot of episodes of Alias, where he was a producer, and Bates Motel, he was also a producer. I heard that's good. Yeah, I heard too. I haven't seen it. Um, And then The Office. He directed, I think, like four episodes of The Office. So yeah, good job, Tucker. Um, 
In history and pop culture, on Tuesday, November 9th, the day before, Halo 2 comes out. Friday, November 12th, Gwen Stefani's Love Angel Music Baby is released. Is that an album? Yeah, it's got Rich Girl and Hollaback Girl. Mm. And then Saturday, November 13th, ODB, Old Dirty Bastard, dies at 35, two days before his 36th birthday. Oh, 2004. Interesting. Sunday, November 14th, the 32nd American Music Awards. So, Usher... I love the AMAs, actually. (laughs) Usher wins four. Hell yeah. uh, He wins favorite pop rock male artist um, and favorite soul R&B male artist. And then uh, Usher's Confessions wins favorite pop rock album, favorite soul R&B album. That has yeah on it, I think. Does it? Mm. Um, And then Alicia Keys wins favorite soul R&B female artist, Mm -hmm. which is cute. The performances included My Boo and also Maroon 5 Sunday Morning, John Mayer Daughters, Gretchen Wilson, (laughs) Redneck Woman, and Bon Jovi, It's My Life and Have a Nice Day. Whoa, can we stream this? Are you ready for the song? Yeah, I will guess that Drops of Jupiter was popular at this time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh, I hate this. I hate that part. That sounded like elevator music. <laughs> it's fun. Urban Nights, they're a jazz fusion band. Um, I realized I need to get more creative with the music thing because I didn't realize that like when people reach the top of the charts they stay at number one for like weeks at a time like yeah it depends on what's released so i'm gonna have to get creative about that um as i was looking for fallout boy stuff today by the way i uh saw a youtube ad for an alicia keys masterclass on songwriting um and this is how it starts on to say like isn't that so crazy with any other vowel it wouldn't work and then she like makes it into a point and talks about all the things that you'll learn in this class and it makes sense but that just out of context was so holy shit jarring (laughs) in the best way um do you want to guess the movie no (laughs) (laughs) it's not the grudge anymore I thought you were supposed to read the logline and then I would oh, guess. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, okay, here's the logline. A family of undercover superheroes, while trying to live the quiet suburban life, are forced into action to save the world. Incredible. Yeah, that's right. Written and directed by Brad Bird, starring Holly Hunter, Craig T. Nelson, and Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Brad Bird also voices Edna Mode. Did you know that? Lily Tomlin was considered for the part of Edna Mote. By the way, all of this trivia I'm going to find on uh, IMDb. 
Um, Lily Tomlin was considered for the part of Edna Mode, but turned it down when she heard Brad Bird's vocal performance saying, what do you need me for? You got it already. Love that. Also, there was a lot of good trivia for this movie. Um, Helen's use of radio protocol while flying. Do you remember that part? No. Elastigirl is flying in an airplane and she's like, danger, danger, roger this. Okay. Uh, abort. <laughs> and, and the like. The use of radio protocol while flying is exceptionally accurate for a movie. <laughs> exceptionally? Yeah. Exceptionally accurate, then, according to IMDb. In the director's commentary, Brad Bird tells that Holly Hunter insisted on learning the lingo and its meaning. The terminology used hints that Elastigirl had had military flight training. Okay. I'm not, like, impressed at Holly Hunter. Impressed. She didn't write it. She yeah. what is she just googled what Roger means the way that I googled Mayday? <laughs> wow, she's an incredible actress to work with. <laughs> I don't I thought it was cool for like a kids movie to be that accurate. But then I would credit the writer for caring about accuracy. Hmm. Yeah, okay. You know what? Fuck Holly Hunter. <laughs> I just think it's the actor's job to care about the meaning of the line. <laughs> well, okay. I guess, yes. I was less impressed that, like, Holly Hunter is so cool and more impressed that the terminology used in a children's movie is accurate. Yeah. Can we say that? Is that fair? <laughs> Cut this all out. Let's start over. <laughs> you know what? I'm out. <laughs> um... Okay, I don't know why this was a trivia fact. Samuel L. Jackson was cast in the voice of Frozone because Brad Bird wanted the character to have the coolest voice. That was a trivia fact. Don't know why I included it. It made me laugh. Was that supposed to be a cult joke or he's a cool guy? Was he trying to make a pun on cool? Oh, either way. What? (laughs) Why is that a trivia fact? Um... Clothing, with its textures, weaving, and stitching, is notoriously difficult to achieve in computer animation. Given that there are over 95 different outfits worn by characters in the film, a tailor was brought into the studio to explain the intricacies of clothes design. Oh, that's cool. Um, this one is mean. Syndrome's unusual way of walking was inspired by a Pixar employee who someone (laughs) had noticed had a very strange walk and commented on it. His or her attempts to curb the strange walk were the basis of syndrome and his purposeful walking style. Okay, I can picture that. Right? That's a shame. (laughs) Um, Also, syndrome's facial features are based on Brad Bird's. Okay, buddy. This is the first and thus far only Pixar movie to not feature a distinct appearance of the Pizza Planet truck. I didn't know that. It was in all those movies? Yeah, apparently it's in all of them. Um, And Brad Bird was, like, new to Pixar. Um, He fucked up. Yeah, so he didn't know. This movie sucks now. Um, This is my personal favorite. Lucius's wife, Honey, who never appears on screen, is voiced by Kimberly Clark, who works in Pixar's Human Resources Department. Um, The first Pixar film to have a, a human protagonist... And the biggest selling DVD of 2005 with over 17 million copies sold. I still haven't seen the sequel. Me neither. We should watch that. I'm sure it's on Disney+. Plus. What if that was just a long-winded <laughs> ad. ad for Disney+. Plus? Did you cry at this episode, little baby? <laughs> this one was dark. I, like, I was feeling heavy at really? this episode. Oh, I I was fine. I waited for this occasion to whip out 
I think my favorite line that's ever been spoken. Where did that come from? Probably Bear Village. How the hell do I know? I saved it for our boy Sawyer, and today's the day. <laughs> we love him. That said, we open on Kate on the beach carrying bananas. She comes across a pile of stuff, and she sees Watership down, and we know that it belongs to Sawyer. Sawyer then emerges from the ocean butt-ass naked, and then we get a flashback to <laughs> motel doinkage. I wrote, why is Sawyer so confident? Like, in every episode, we've seen him present himself to Kate, just not even considering that she would say no, seemingly. Yeah. And then as soon as I wrote, why is Sawyer so confident, <laughs> this woman goes, you're incredible, Sawyer. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess that's one reason. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Sawyer's incredible. Uh, he tells the woman that he loves her and then discovers that he's late for a meeting. He starts getting ready in a rush, uh, so he picks up an unlatched briefcase that spills out, and we see that it's filled with cash. Cut to present day. Sawyer is walking in the forest. He hears creepy rustling noises and then chases the sound, which leads him to Boone rifling through his stuff. Cut to Jack cleaning Saeed's head wound. So Saeed is back. We don't know how he got back. Yeah, that was weird. And I don't think they explain it. No. Um. So Saeed is explaining to Jack that he blacked out after he activated the transceiver and that whoever clubbed him also destroyed the equipment, which sucks. And he says he'll do whatever he needs to to find the man responsible. Shannon enters with an injured Boone. They ask him what happened and Boone says, Sawyer. Not even explaining, like, I was looking through his stuff and he caught me. Like, no, yeah, Sawyer happened already against to him, me. So he doesn't have, Boone doesn't have to explain himself because he knows everyone's anti-Sawyer. But when did Boone win everybody back? From what? From when he stole the water and tried to pour Pepsi down Claire's throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I guess, like, with the transceiver stuff, like, he was, he was, like, in the trio. He, he was a trio yeah. with... I guess in the amount of time it took for all the other stuff to suddenly happen that we didn't see, mm-hmm. like Charlie's problem and Kate and Jack's yeah. situation. Yeah, I guess. I guess we can't be watching everyone at all times. They need to so... do Big Brother this show. <laughs> Cut to Claire on the beach writing in a diary. Charlie brings her some water and visits with a while. It's very cute. He's trying to convince her to move to the caves, but she says that she likes the beach. She is still hopeful that they will be rescued, and it seems like he's not hopeful. Back at the cave, we learn that Jack is running out of peroxide. He asks Boone why Sawyer beat him up, and we learn that Sawyer has... Nope. We learn that Shannon has asthma. I have a clip for this. Okay. He just jumped me, man. Why? Shannon has asthma. Asthma. Yeah. Never seen her have an attack before. Because she had an inhaler. She, she sneaks hits when no one's looking. She's just, she's been embarrassed about it since she was a kid. Guess breathing's not cool. I had an inhaler. I ran out a couple days ago. But I had four refills. I guess breathing's not cool. Okay, but then he goes oh, on to explain. I know. He goes on to explain that she forgets her medication. Yeah. And so he brings it. Like, he's... Seriously like her father sometimes. Yeah, why is like, she such a bitch to him? <laughs> He's literally responsible for, like, her well-being. Cut to Sawyer on the beach, smoking a cigarette and reading that letter again. 
Jack enters, asking about the <laughs> inhalers, and looks through Sawyer's stuff. They almost get into a physical altercation, but Kate interrupts it. Flashback to the motel room. Sawyer is explaining to Jess, we learn her name is Jess, uh, that the briefcase money is all the money he has. It's $1,400,000. He's meeting with an investor to go in on an oil share with him and split the profits. He says their money will triple in a couple weeks. She then suggests that they get the money from her doofus husband and then split the profits among themselves. Cut to present. Kate tells Jack that she'll talk to Sawyer. Let me talk to Sawyer. What makes you think he's going to listen to you? Says we have a connection. Do you? (laughs) Do you? So jealous. Do you? (laughs) Delivery. So good. Iconic. Um... Cut to Sawyer chopping wood. Why is everybody always chopping wood on this show? Because they have they have a fire going 24 hours a day in case an airplane can see it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Saeed. I accept that. <laughs> um, Kate approaches and asks what he wants for the inhalers. He says a little old kiss. Am I supposed to like this? I couldn't I, tell. I think you're supposed to, and that's the thing that creeps me out about the... But, okay, we'll, we'll get into I it. I want to talk about it after... We get the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So he says he wants a kiss. She says, I'm asking you to save a woman who can't breathe and you're making me kiss you. What the hell's wrong with you? She says, I know that you're a human. I've seen you reading that piece of paper and the expression on your face changes when you read it. So that he he gets irate. And then he forces Kate to read it I out loud clip. to him. Okay, great. <laughs> because the same thing is said in Twilight. <laughs> what? like say it out loud oh my she's like, god vampire <laughs> <laughs> um so the letter basically says like dear mr sawyer you fucked me up you had sex with my mom and then my dad got mad and then killed my mom and killed himself it says i'm going to find you one day and give you this letter in person okay i lost my place um okay Cut to Saeed questioning Creepy John about where he was last episode. Very creepy. (laughs) He said, where were you last episode? (laughs) Locke says he was skinning the boar, so he has an alibi. He then suggests that Sawyer, that maybe it was Sawyer, um, and at first Saeed is like, no, he was shooting off the rocket, but Locke says, bup, 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 he could have used a cigarette to delay the fuse. He said, anyone who watches television knows how to improvise a slow fuse. Anyone who watches television. <laughs> Am I stupid? As I, as we all know. Um, yeah, fuck him. Also, fuck him for throwing the blame around at people. Yeah, okay. Oh, he's I guess it was Sawyer, because everyone hates Sawyer. island shit starter. He's done that, but he did that with Charlie, yeah. right? Didn't he do that with Charlie? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but he hands him a knife, too. God. Um, also, didn't Sawyer also need to be operating the antenna at that point, too? Like, doesn't he have an alibi just because of that? I truly don't know. Like, I don't know enough about what they were talking about to know what their assigned roles were. Well, because they... I'm pretty sure all three of them had an antenna and all three of them had a rocket. 
Okay. Because they were triangulating the distress signal. So, yeah, they had an antenna and a rocket. How could he have... Maybe... I mean, either Locke didn't think this through or Sawyer could have left whatever up in the tree. Yeah, but didn't they have to turn... Because, like, they had to turn on the antennas at the same time, right? Yes, that was what the signal was for. So they they had um, the rocket signal, and then after For that... five o'clock. Yeah, after that, they were going to alternate on the antenna. So I guess Locke's just full of shit. Yeah, and Saeed believes him. Ugh. Um, back at the cave, Shannon is struggling to breathe. Sawyer appears to get water, and Jack punches him twice in the face. Which Sawyer seemed pretty excited about. Um, And Jack walks away, cradling his dislocated shoulder. Flashback, Sawyer, Jess, and Mr. Jess are at a restaurant. Sawyer is wearing a suit and his hair is slicked back and he is just giving him the old Mm razzle-dazzle. Mr. Jess says, how do I even know if this money is real? Sawyer says, why don't you keep it overnight? And Mr. Jess is still hesitant. So Sawyer says, why don't we just not? And then walks away, which seals the deal. Uh, and makes him come back and be like, wait, no, 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 I do want to do it. Cut to Charlie and Claire. They're talking about all the things that they miss from civilization. He asks what kind of food she's craving, because she's pregnant as shit. Uh, She says peanut butter. They make a deal that if Charlie can get her peanut butter, that they'll move to the caves together. Back at the caves, Shannon's breathing is getting worse. Everyone is standing around staring at her, which is probably making it worse. (laughs) Jack is coaching her how to breathe and it works. And I can asthmatic people just like stop attacks by breathing better. Well, I think the point was to stop panicking and breathe at a normal pace. Okay. Panic okay. breathing is shallow and quick. And I think that would make your asthma yes, attack yes, worse. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Like when I choked. <laughs> When I was smoking reefer, I was panicking and then my throat closed up like that. That's what I sounded like. I sounded like Shannon in this episode. (laughs) Do I have asthma? Yet to be determined. (laughs) Um, So he gets Shannon breathing better and uh, Hurley describes this as a Jedi moment. I'm starting to feel bad for Jorge Garcia because his lines are very bad. I know. he His character gets better. He's pretty, like, one-dimensional in the first couple episodes. Um, he describes this as a Jedi moment, and I would have to agree because it was pretty cool. So Cool Guy Jack is marching to the beach. Cool Guy Saeed catches up to him, and then they Cool Guy march together for a while. Saeed says, let me get the inhalers from Sawyer. Here we learn that Saeed used to interrogate people. I served five years in the Republic of God. I'm your communications officer. Part of my training and day of getting the enemy to communicate. <laughs> Yikes. He says, give me ten minutes with him. Jack is clearly uncomfortable, but what can you do? Cut to Charlie and Hurley walking through the jungle. Hurley's telling Charlie that there's no peanut butter or peanuts. Charlie says, there has to be. Look at you. And I was confused by that a little bit. But Hurley gets defensive and says he's not hoarding the food and that he's actually dropped a belt loop. Um, I was feeling bad for Jorge Garcia even before this, even before they addressed it on the show, because I could only imagine 
since this show was such a big hit, like, imagine how many people were saying, like, how is the big guy so big? Like, what is he eating? You know? And then I was like, wow, a character on the show even said it. Yeah. I also, like, hasn't slimmed down yet. (laughs) Yeah, that was, it was awkward, but I think they, um, they squashed the beef. Yeah. They're still friends. Um, Michael is gutting a fish back at the cave and then like splashes himself yeah, with it some- I don't know exactly. what happened like his hand slipped and then- like oh god um son approaches him and then says that she thinks that she can help Shannon but he needs to help her get something so cut to Sawyer waking up from a nap and he gets knocked out by Saeed <laughs> I screamed when he said good morning like that <laughs> uh he and Jack are dragging Sawyer away and they pass Kate Sawyer wakes up tied to a tree, and Jack asks him about the inhalers one more time, but he's not cooperating. So, Saeed has sharpened reeds, and then he puts the reeds under Sawyer's fingernails. I'm, like, squirming thinking about it. Jack is having a rough time, as are we, and he tells Saeed to stop. So, okay, one thing that I was thinking is that rarely in really gruesome torture scenes do we have, like, another person who is reacting as we are reacting. Does that make sense? Like, usually when there's a torture scene, it's like... If there are two guys, they would both be on the side of torture. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that it was just... It was interesting seeing it through the perspective of someone who was also, like, as squeamed out as we are. Episode 8, we jumped right into torture. <laughs> there's 110 more episodes, but they brought torture in quick. <laughs> Oh, and my favorite, I wrote down my favorite line in the entire episode, which was, I just got tortured by a damn spiral surgeon and a genuine Iraqi. (laughs) (laughs) Flawless. We see a flashback to a pool table in a bar. Sawyer's talking to someone who is P.O.'d because he let Mr. Jess hang on to his money. So the money that was in a briefcase belonged to a third party and we learn that Sawyer is scamming the wife as well and that he's done this before. The man threatens Sawyer uh, and tells him that he better have his money back the next day plus 50%. Which does that mean? Okay, here first question. In the first scene where the money falls out of the briefcase, Sawyer says that it's $140,000 and then in this scene, the guy says that he lent him $160,000. Did Sawyer take some? Did he pocket some from That's the deal? Either way, that plus 50% is a lot of fucking money. What does he expect Sawyer to do? Yeah, maybe Jess and Mr. Jess are kicking in more than the 160000 So, oh, so maybe he... Yeah, maybe he got $160,000 from the guy at the pool table, and then he's just telling Jess that he has $140,000 so that she'll give him $160,000 instead of $140,000 so he can keep $20,000 in addition to whatever he keeps. Yeah, but is he going to get the interest from Mr. Jess, too? He told Jess exactly how short he was, so is Jess going to turn around and say... Mr. Jess, we need. Is she going to include the interest figure in there too? I wonder the fifty percent. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if, um, that 
what am I trying to say? Um, maybe Mr. Jess is going to give him the money the next day. Like, he's already going to give Sawyer back the money that was his, but, like, is he also going to give him his half of the money for the share? And maybe that's what the guy at the pool was talking about. Anyway, I hope they, they get back into that because, yeah, we don't, we don't know how that ended up because he didn't get the money. Yeah. I I mean, he got his money back, but. I don't know what Sawyer even had at the end of the flashbacks. That was one of the questions I had once we get there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Kate, in present time, goes to visit the Sawyer tree. He says that he'll give her the inhalers when she kisses him. So she does with tongue. An unconscionable amount of tongue. When somebody forces you to kiss them, he went straight in. Not even, there wasn't even, you know how, (laughs) this is a weird thing to say. You know how you kiss someone, or even in a movie, the like, the first contact is always lips. Sawyer went in with tongue from second one, so close to the camera. I was shocked. <laughs> and it goes on for a long time. Yeah. So, okay, yes, this is what I was talking about. It's pretty clear that, like, she was into it, too. Yeah, now it's a real love triangle. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was before. And then that's that's why I think that we were supposed to be into it when he was like being gross in the first episode, not first, uh, sorry, in the first part of this episode. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see where that ends up. Um, he says after this, that he doesn't have the medicine. He never had the medicine. He said that Watership Down, uh, washed up on shore. So she slaps him in his face she tells this to Saeed and Jack, and Saeed rushes back into the clearing with his knife. <laughs> and then he says something about how, like, Sawyer also destroyed the equipment. And then I remembered that Saeed also suspects Sawyer of being the one who clubbed him. Yeah. So he must be, like, really sure. Yeah, he fucked up with that stabbing. There's a lot of places that you can stab someone and not hit an artery. Yeah, so basically he rushes back in. Sawyer breaks free at the last possible second, and then they tussle, uh, and Saeed stabs him in an artery in his arm. So Jack tells Saeed to run back to the cave to get something for him. Um, I was gonna go back and try to figure out what it was, but then I thought about how gross that scene was, and I didn't want to wash it again. Do you remember what it was? It was important. Oh, it was probably the peroxide that they're Yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering, because that- would be cool if, I don't know. Um, so back at the caves, Michael brings Sun some branches, uh, and DDK happens to be walking by and shouts at her and then begins questioning her in Korean. We don't see any subtitles or anything. He didn't even give us subtitles for that. Um, she walks away and then leaves the two of them together. So he turns to Michael, who says, dude, don't. <laughs> and then that's yeah. it. Did he hear her say, yes, good? To Michael? I don't I was think wondering. so. I was very worried that her cover was going to be blown. Oh. No, but I mean, I think that it is, it does raise questions, though, because, like, how could she have asked him for that yeah. without speaking English? Um, So, cut back to the clearing. Jack and Kate are holding Sawyer's stab wound and stopping the blood. I'm waiting for this, haven't you? I used to be a hero again. That's what you do. Fix everything up all nice. Very dramatic. Like, Mm -hmm. he's still, he's, like, on the verge of death, and he's still calling Jack out for all the shit that he's 
said in multiple episodes. Yeah. And then he spills the beans that he and Kate just made out. Yeah. I mean, I would. If I thought I was going to die, I'd be like, fuck you guys on the way out. (laughs) She was definitely into it, dude. (laughs) Uh, Flashback to Jess's house. It's the day of the deal. Um, He's getting his money. He's getting done scamming them. But then a kid comes downstairs. He sees the kid. He being Sawyer. He sees the kid. And he sees the kid for a long time. And then says the deal's off. So then Jess says this wasn't part of the deal. And so the husband finds out that he was getting played by the two of them. Cut to present. Sawyer wakes up on the beach and finds Kate in his tent. She has deduced from the envelope that this letter would have been written when Sawyer was a little boy. And so he actually wrote the letter. And so he confirms this and says the sad part is that when he was 19, he too found a pretty lady with a dumb husband who he scammed, and he became the man that Wait, he was hunting. he was 19? He said he was... No, okay, I don't think that he was 19 in the flashback, but remember <laughs> in the flashback, he says that he's done this before. When he was at the, the pool table with the guy, Okay. the guy was like, what about that other couple that you scammed? So I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we actually <laughs> believe that he was 19 in this that's so funny um so he's not telling kate about the grift that we have seen this whole episode at all he's not even talking about that um there's now there's three grifts to try to suss out (laughs) two involving a child one not i guess um he says he became the man he was hunting he became Sawyer. He actually says that. Stupid. Back at the cave, Sun is rubbing the plant Michael got her onto Shannon's chest and holding it under her nose. Boone is explaining to Jack, who just arrived, that after 10 minutes, Shannon could breathe again. Uh, Jack smells it and says, ah, eucalyptus. <laughs> Adoy. He thanks Sun. So Jin is walking. Oh, in the scene, Jin is walking by in the background and he he's carrying bamboo and he looks at Sun they share like this meaningful look and i don't know if if he was like feeling anger i think he's probably hurt that he was not that she didn't tell him about this she didn't tell him she that she was going to do this it was like something that she was purposefully keeping from him because he probably would freak out yeah like why didn't why didn't she ask him to go into the forest to get the thing sure. because i don't know I was getting ASMR from watching the eucalyptus scene, deadass. It was slow hand movements. It was so pretty, too. Peaceful nighttime jungle sounds. Mm -hmm. A personal attention trigger, which there's a million videos like that, (laughs) you know, like makeup or hair brushing. That would be a perfect video. There's soft talking. There's water trickling. (laughs) I I was like, oh. That's so good. And then the next scene is the opposite of ASMR. Wait, what is it? Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) That's so funny. It really is. Um, Okay, we cut back to the beach. Charlie, Claire is sleeping. She wakes up and Charlie is packing her shit. And she's like, what are you doing? He says, I found peanut butter. And she's thrilled. He builds it up so high. He's like, it's great. It's extra smooth. He pulls it out of the bag and it's an empty fucking jar. What the fuck? And then they proceed to imaginary eat it. Like in Hook, except way worse. Except like he deceived a pregnant woman. 
and like told her that he got the one thing that she's craving and then pulls out an empty fucking jar. Are you kidding me? Him sucking his fingers and being like. <laughs> he also said that that he wanted a glass of milk. Does any what? No, I Is think that it's a like British a kid thing? eats a peanut butter sandwich. You need a glass of milk to wash it down. That's a thing. Okay. Because the peanut butter is stuck to the roof of your mouth. Okay. That doesn't explain the other part. Um, okay, and then cut to Kate staring out at the ocean. I have a clip for this part. Saeed walks into her line of sight and then, like, wasn't gonna say anything. Did you notice that? No. She was, like, staring out at the ocean, having a moment by herself. And then Saeed, like crosses in front of her and like doesn't look at her so he was planning on leaving without saying anything yeah and then she's like where are you going and then he turns around and walks back to her i can't stay here what i'm leaving i don't know for how long Saeed, you can't we still don't know what's out there he says that he's scared of himself and what he did today. I'm scared. I am scared, too. He says he's going to go walk the shore and map the island. He kisses her hand and a sad piano plays as he walks away. Beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Like half it ocean was a in the great, shot, half beach. Yes. Um, we get another montage. Charlie and Claire are walking back to the cave. Boone and Shannon are drinking water. Uh, so Sawyer cool. is burning the letter. So clearly, whatever happened to him today had an impact on him. Uh, And that's it. That's the whole episode. Listening to your recap has really been changing my mind about some things. Oh, Um, about this episode? Yeah. I could not contain myself at Sawyer's dialogue in this episode, or really the first half, because the second half is not as Mm lighthearted. But I had the biggest grin pasted on my face (laughs) for the first, like, 20 minutes. I was like, listen to this guy. (laughs) Oh, I noted that since we're tracking this, Sawyer, during the inter- interrogation, calls Jack Chico, and he calls Saeed <laughs> Ali. We haven't heard these before. Okay, regarding the kiss, we have a lot of feelings about it. I think, so, it's really lame to force someone to kiss you, obviously, but kissing him- it's lame. <laughs> kissing him is super worth it to, number one, stop asthma attacks, and number two, stop the torture. Yeah. Like, Kate really... I would have bitten the bullet earlier, I guess is what I'm trying to say. hmm And then it was so obvious to me that he didn't have the inhaler because what we know of Sawyer... I know that he's kind of been set up as the antagonist or an antagonist so far, but there's no reason why he would want Shannon to be fucked up by yeah. asthma. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was not a good reveal, that it was super obvious the whole time that he wasn't going to even have the inhaler. Um, he said one of my favorite names, he called, he refers to the ocean as the drink, which I always love for some reason, whenever someone says that in like a book. I've never heard anyone call it that before. He's like, it washed up out of the drink. (laughs) That's probably where the inhalers are. Okay, so my question about the money is, when he sees the kid, he decides not to grip them. He just drops that briefcase on the floor of their house. He so, does? Yeah, he leaves his I briefcase he took it there. With him. No. Oh shit. So has He's he fucked. come out of this with zero dollars? Or or does he still have his cut of the deal and he was holding their money that they contributed? I think I 
the way that I interpreted that scene was that it was the next day after, you know how he says, I'll let you hang on to this money overnight. I thought that it was the next day. And so, so now he has zero. He doesn't even have the 40000 that he started so. with of his pool friend's money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the fuck is the plan? That I know that we know where he is now in the present day, but what did he do? Yeah. He doesn't have the money to pay his friend back, let alone the interest. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. And his friend made it clear that he's going to, like, torture him and, like, oh, fuck yeah. him up. Yeah, that was wild. Nice parallel there. Yeah. I love that song, um, I Shall Not Walk Alone by Ben Harper. This was performed or covered by the Blind Boys of Alabama. Hmm. So nice job, guys. According to Lostpedia, when I looked up what that song was, this is one of only two instances in the entire series where they used commercial music non-diegetically. So in every other episode... When they use a commercial song, the characters are hearing it, which like we've seen Hurley with his Walkman and whatever. But there's only two times. How's that possible in this many episodes? That's very creative. I'm looking forward to seeing the ways they, I guess it could be a Walkman every time. (laughs) But that was so crazy to me that there's only twice. I think that's all my notes. I really liked this episode. Yeah, me too. The only trivium that was interesting was um, apparently from the DVD commentary, Lindelof explained that he wanted Sawyer to, quote, come out of his shell a little and say to the audience, you're supposed to like this guy. Further explaining, the root of him being an asshole is that these horrible things happened to him when he was a little kid and he's really, really angry. Yeah. So I got, I get that, Lindelof. Yeah, I I got that too. R.I.P. to... Sawyer's parents, tragically. Yeah. Big yikes for my guy's rest of his life <laughs> to deal with that. Yeah, I want to know what happened to him. I want to know yeah, where he lived. Raised him. Maybe he was in the system. Um, I want to see a flashback of him at 19. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I want to see Josh Holloway do it. <laughs> yeah. He's riding a skateboard. <laughs> he turns his hat backwards and he's like... <laughs> Cool. Um, okay. Do you know who you're going to vote on? I do. I do. Well, you just say yours. <laughs> because I don't know who to pick. Really? Yeah. Oh, mine was very obvious. I chose Charlie. <laughs> That's fucked up what he did. That was so obnoxious. Who are you stuck between? Well, my note was, if not Locke, then who? Nobody pissed me off the way that Locke pissed me off. And you said I wasn't allowed to. He was the island shit starter. Yeah. And he's responsible for Sawyer getting stabbed. Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) I would say it's a tie between Locke and Charlie. (laughs) Oh my god, that noise scared me. (laughs) It's my mug hitting the mic. (laughs) Okay. MVP on three? Yes. One, One, two, two three. three. Son. Ms. Austin. Yeah, son What'd did you a say? great job. Kate. Oh. Is my MVP. But honorable mention to Saeed. Obviously, this episode is very uncomfortable because I had been standing Saeed up to this point. Mm-hmm. But a shout out to him for completely removing himself from yeah, this situation. I know. Because he didn't like what where he went. And also... I've been waiting for someone to map the island. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen in, like, episode two. That would have been my 
Well, not first priority, because that would be, like, food, water, and shelter. But we got to know what we're dealing with here. Well, yeah, also, what what I just thought of is he's been team rescue for so long, and now he's mapping oh. the island, which is, like, a he's thing that you would do. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of taking responsibility for both. He's He's been heading up team rescue, and Jack is heading up team dig in, but Saeed is doing this extremely helpful thing that Jack hasn't done yet. Yeah. Well, also that, like, Jack can't do. Like, there's no way that Jack could leave and they could be without yeah. the doctor. But I picked Kate as my MVP because she didn't torture anyone and she <laughs> kissed a creepy man to get inhalers. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was why. Um, cool. Well, I guess that's it. As far as predictions oh, go, right. I predict... <laughs> how dare you? The only thing I could think of was I predict that we're not going to like... Now I'm thinking we're not going <laughs> to... <Whoa. laughs> Why can't I read what I wrote? We're not going to like what we see from Saeed's time in the military. Yeah. I I was so ready to be Team Saeed, but now we're learning things that we don't like. and. Also, every time I saw Claire, or every time I see Claire, I just know that her stupid necklace is so big. And so I'm either predicting or hoping that that's going to come up somehow, that the necklace is going to mean something. She's wearing a big red, like, Chinese character. Oh. And she's worn it in every scene. And I'm like, what's the point of that big necklace that she hasn't taken off? That'd be really funny if there was no point. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the costumer said. Guess what? That's what she wears. I like her bucket hat. Yeah, I did I did notice that Charlie was nagging her for being in the sun and she was like, Well I have this stupid hat. But then if you look at them in that scene, he's squinting from the sun in his eyes. So I'm like, you know what? She's yeah. taking care of herself, asshole. Yeah, exactly. Why don't Maybe you get you a fucking get a hat? hat. <laughs> Vote him off. <laughs> Anything else? That's it from me. Alright. Um, follow us on Instagram, you've lost me pod. Follow us on Twitter. Ooh, you've baby. lost me pod. Uh, email us at you've lost me pod at gmail.com. Okay, bye.